Good afternoon, folks. Slightly earlier, 21 minutes, 20, 16 minutes past 21, sorry. I'm going to bring in Donald straight from the off to talk about a game that we absolutely hammered and we absolutely deserve to win. Never mind what people are saying. Don't mind watching the screen. Just look at the look at the actual comments on, on, on Twitter and the result itself and who we beat and what the scoreline was and how many men we have. Donald, hanky panky Hanks, welcome back. Where are we? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm uh... I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you just said. Um, I think, imagine imagine uh, how good Shamrock Rovers would be if someone in the league challenged him a, a little bit, you know, to be able to win the European Cup, um, not get knocked out of the FA Cup in the first round. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, to be fair, like, I I probably shouldn't be on. I'm like, all over the place with sleep and all that kind of stuff. But I just can't miss the opportunity to come on and have a laugh. About what, <laughs> about what happened earlier so uh, i'm delighted to be here delighted to be here in the circumstances that i'm here and uh yeah let's have a bit of fun yeah and chris will be joining us uh in the offing he was obviously very busy he's probably still fighting in oriel park i think he caused that row whatever happened off the oriel park but uh look it's we're, look we're not even going to attempt to say you know ah oh, like as 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 much as we dislike the other team and as much as that rivalry and league challenges and FEA honours are and all that stuff and the players, ex players, all that stuff, we're not we I don't even think we can pretend that Rovers weren't excellent and you know we kind of we kind of weren't really at the race, I suppose, for a lot of it. But then again, you know, ten men, Oriel Park, Sunday kickoff, first round of the FEA Cup, you draw Shamrock Rovers out of the hat. You know, even the staunchest of fans thinking the worst. But then you get a game like that, and it's it's what we it's 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 not what we haven't had in some cases in, in some small pockets of minutes in the game, but you know throughout the season, what money mean? But for for ninety minutes to a man, you know to hang in there to play the way they did to defend the way they did, you know we we might disagree over the man of the match that was announced on the Tanai, but you know it's an unbelievable achievement, it's an unbelievable result. I mean, you know, let's make no mistake about it. Shamrock Rovers are an excellent side. But I mean, we we done exactly what we had to do, especially with ten men after half an hour. I mean, you know, we, we get into this, the nooks and crimes game, but just as an overall performance, it's it's got to be right up there. Just for that, because if it was a league game, I don't think it'd be as good. If that makes sense, I know you would have got three points, but the fact that we put these, I can't curse. It's only twenty past nine, but these boys, <laughs> these people, out of the cup in the first round, the only way it could have been sweeter is if it was a semi final. Yeah, and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with. The- one or two things that you said. She so, might as well go. I won't disagree with that. It, it was an incredible performance from Dundalk, and to a man, they were absolutely excellent. I'd give everything coming off the back of Thursday night's game down to 10 men for 60 minutes, minus their uh, captain, best player, hmm. uh, minus one of the center backs who's been playing uh, for whatever. Well, Rovers were not. Rovers, I, I thought Rovers were incredibly disappointed in the fact that they were playing against 10 men mm. for 60 minutes and the only tactic they had was to belt the ball over the top of our defenders. Like, you, you wouldn't think playing against the greatest team of all time in the League of Ireland that all we had to do was try and shut down Pico Lopez, who was about 600 yeah. years old and has his shorts <laughs> up to his neck. Like, he was, he was their playmaker. Every time the ball came to him, it's like, right, I'm just going to bang this over the top and Johnny Kenny's going to run onto it. They didn't have anything. They couldn't break us down without that type of football, which I was absolutely shocked at. Like, the, 
the, <laughs> I did listen to Steve and Bradley after. Oh, we will talk about them talk more, but you know, it is funny to put it's funny to poke fun straight at the off, though. Yeah, gotta get the shots in. So, <laughs> the Steve and Bradley was talking about like they played well, they created lots of chances. I'm like, dreamland. I, I was so disappointed with them, but at the same time, we set up exactly the same way we set up in, in Oriel the last time we played them. Played three centre backs, two wing backs, matched their system. We did it for half an hour, and like you, you kind of got. I I was certainly getting the feeling in the ground that with a little bit of a little bit of luck, there was a result there for us because we were matching them all over the park again. Yeah. Now, the little bit of luck was uh, Johnny Kenny, um, heading it from a yard out over the bar, which. If you saw one of your defenders do it, you would think that is an absolutely incredible clearance. How have you not put that in? <laughs> but to put it over, so yeah, and like I, the um, sorry, I just, I yeah, I, 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 I think that miss was I, made. That miss was made all the sweeter by the fact that he had done, he had done so well just in the build up to it to be caught onside. I know Boiler had the hand up very early. He made, Johnny made a really good run. I'm calling him Johnny because you know, think about mates, we're not. But Kenny had a great run and he just he just caught it perfectly and he done he done so well. And that added to the hilarity of now look, I, you could give him the benefit of the doubt, but we won't. But I mean you could mention the fact that the ball's bounced a little high off the ground, but you know, he, he probably had time to take a touch, you know, to take a touch down, maybe out on his chest. I don't know, but it was just and in a way when it bounced out, I had a you had a wee thought that he's not gonna get this. It's just gonna be one, it's just gonna be too high from that. The ball just bounced so high from he's never going to get it. But if that added yeah, to the Yeah, I thought it was going to bounce right over his head. <laughs> like, he was going to go under. And that would have been, sense. imagine. And then Boyle just cleans it up and takes the ball up the field. <laughs> yeah, and somehow it was funnier that he did manage to get his head in it and put it over. But, um, yeah, like, that was... I think the whole game changes on bits and pieces yeah. that happen. And uh, the that was a huge chance. The red card is obviously a huge um, incident and, and talking mm. point. And... But like, yeah, we uh, not that we were comfortable. The goalkeeper again had an absolutely fantastic game. Everybody had a fantastic game. The goalkeeper did exactly what we all hope he would do in games like this. He made some absolutely massive saves, came for crosses, won everything that he had to win, um, and was quick off his line because they only had one tactic, which was just to chip the ball over the top. So he had to come out and mop some of them up. But they were. We like to a man, we said this already, but like to a man, they were at like Dundalk were absolutely excellent tonight. Mm. Um, the the stand, I gotta give, I gotta give a, a, a shout out to the stand, the people in the stand because like the shed was rocking, obviously, as you'd mm. expect it to be for a, um, a cup match against Rovers. But the stand for the second half, there was there was clapping, there was singing, there was standard ovations for substitutes. It was absolutely. I love, I love the fact that you said. In the, I love the fact because I said in the stand. That's why I said. I said as well. Cause just for the view, I'm not. I just never. It just never went anywhere else. But I love the fact you said there was clapping in the stand. It's like it's the. You would think it was the posh end of the stadium. I don't know what it is. But yeah, and when the stand, but when, you're right, when, when the stand is rocking, it is like I know it's 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 crazy loud when the stand gets going, isn't it? Mm. And it 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 only happens on like really really special occasions. Like yeah. you think of some of the European games, I think it might have happened, or like playing Cork back in the day, and uh, like even going back, Jesus, loads and loads of years. But 
it doesn't happen all that often because most of the times people in the stand are just <laughs> pissed off about something. <laughs> and like, and, and I, the, I was there as well. I'm like, I'm part of it. Yeah. And the giving out and the shouting, yeah. it echoes. It echoes across into the dugout, doesn't it? You can hear it. For, and you know who's saying yeah. it. You can, cause it's, you can see, you know, you, people know you're that well up there. You know who said that. Oh, that's Mickey and that's John and that's whoever it is. Oh, yeah. And you can, you can almost count on certain people shouting certain things at some point <laughs> during the game because they do it every single week. Uh, yeah. It's amazing fun being up there, but it's not always the most, uh, definitely not always the most vocal or most, you know, uh, Vocal is the only word I can think of, but they don't normally make the most noise. Um, yeah. Even like the, I don't know if you guys mentioned it the other night, but the Gibraltar, uh, the Magpie fans were singing, is this a library in the stand <laughs> last week? And I'm like, eh, sometimes, sometimes it is, but not yeah. today. Today it was absolutely bananas great yeah and i yeah i think it's it's it, it was a culmination of everything wasn't it it's it, because the game the, the and the kickoff time probably had i know it wasn't a sellout but the, well i know if it was a solo people didn't turn up but there was a few seats missing on, on, on the, the stand side but it's just it because it because it's them because it's 10 men because it's we're not expected to win and like i know the re- our record against them in the cup is actually a lot more impressive than i thought you know, because we, I think they've, we've only, they've only beaten us three times. It's 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 in Oriel Park and even in the league as well. So it's a really good record we have. You know, we probably do ourselves the service, but look, we can talk about the opposition all night. But we we'll, we we'll get straight. Just to, we can mention the bookings of Paul Doyle, but we will talk about the goal first. I think the bit I took pleasure from from the goal from Ryan O'Kane. If you if you watch the replay back, there's a guy standing in the corner flag on the on the Rovers away end, and he's trying to rush Ryan O'Kane into taking the corner. And if you watch the replay back, he's just shouting, come on at him. So Ryan obviously just goes there and hits the corner and then it falls. To, there's a bit of a bit of a fuffle in the middle and it falls to Hayden Miller and, it, and it's in the back net. And I took immense pleasure because I would have loved the camera to pan back to that guy who was rushing young Ryan O'Kane. But it's... And look, and it's great that Man, McMahon, oh, Manus hasn't gotten down to it either because I'm not a big fan of Manus. And there's a lot of hype over that for luck. He's been a great servant, but they, they really hyped that for luck. But it's... It's it's probably up until then, even though we're we we're, we're even enough at eleven eleven, we probably earned the goal. You know, like we we fought our battles. We've, you know, up until then, up until the sending off, you know, it was a pretty even even enough game. Although not exciting, but you kind of felt there was a different kind of buzz in the air than when we scored. It seemed to be, you know, Muller's first goal. They've gone kind of half, kind of heartily over to the rover side, maybe a little bit, and that seemed to g up everybody then. Obviously, look at we were sending off later on, but you know, there was that little bit of. I had a little bit of shock. Like I was sitting on the couch and I was up off the couch. Like, you know, like it's almost a shock that we kind of, we've gone ahead against this opposition, which we haven't probably had for years. We've always been toe to toe with them. So it, it was great just to get that little bit of kind of probably nervousness out of the way, maybe more than anything, because it was nothing we didn't deserve. Yeah, I think there was probably like before the game, there might've been a bit of like, uh, not a worry, but like just become, coming off Thursday night and, yeah, you know, the lads being tired and stuff. And then seeing the team sheet, and knowing that the main man is missing and like wondering about where goals are going to come from and just like it, to get one in the way we got one and even just before because it was Robbie Robbie McCourt got us the um got us the uh the corner by like going on a, a, a wee run into the box and I was wasn't sure whether it should have been a corner or if it should have been a goal kick but mm. like so even just before the corner we came close to scoring um and uh, Johannes had almost scored from a, a shot before that, so there was there was, I thought it was building, but the I think the biggest thing that we all would have been worried about was where our goal was going to come from. Yeah, because we knew we'd work hard and and 
and the lads would give everything. But it was just that little bit of like, would we have enough or would we get a bit of luck or whatever it would be to get a goal to get us in front to then, you know, to have us not for something to hold on to, but just to give us a bit of bit of a boost and a bit of confidence then for the rest of the match. So it was one of those where like it didn't matter who, who got it, it didn't matter how it came. It's just like as, as long as we got our doses in front and then we were uh we were set. But for him to get his his first prof- is it his first professional goal? I'm not sure if it is or not, but uh, first is, for yeah. us anyway. Yeah. Um I think actually I, I haven't I haven't checked. I think I think Manus is still trying to get down to save it, actually. Um <laughs> But um, and that's what that's what I mean. That's what adds to these goals. Like these goals are going to go down as outstanding goals because of the team, because of your man showing that Rhino Kane, because of the goalkeeper in the nets. You know, that, that it just seemed that that little bit of like if it was Drahada, it'd be great, but it's not. And it's just that little elevation that you have. Like I was buzzing for the podcast tonight because I knew I knew we'd have like we've got X amount of people watching with comments flying in because it's a different and because it's a cup tie as well. And it's it just has that every little minute detail. Alan Man is in the nets, you know. Big dose, and you know, like that's we just had that kind of that little bit of, you know, that extra kind of energy and zip about it, hasn't it? It's just that wee bit of, yeah, it's just like get into them. You know, it's a pity it's the first round, it's not the semi final, but look, that's the right now, and we, we get a run on it and choose and see what the draws like. <laughs> if 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 they hadn't beaten almost anybody else in the cup today, I, I wouldn't have been on the podcast. Yeah, you would like, like yeah, man. Like, look, we might like, we might well, go tomorrow, to... yeah. Well, the, well, the yeah. man who would have dictated if we go tonight or tomorrow, we bring him in now, this power timer. Christopher, don't go <laughs> do disappearing on me like the other night. <laughs> I don't get to dictate anything. <laughs> we were just talking about, we, we only got in all the crack and talking about Rovers and this and fans shouting that Rhino came before we took the call. We're just as far as the goal. We haven't really gotten stuck in the uh, game excellent, yet, excellent. It's just, it's it's all the sweeter, isn't it? And I just wanted to mention, I, Kieran Callum's been a comment. We were, we were talking just off air. There's been a, a statement released from Dundalk regarding a racial... Uh, um, directly towards, uh, towards yeah, an opposition power, player, yeah, and they've identified the person as well. I think, uh, the, the fans or people that spectators are told on dog and hmm. basically hungers player just who look at that. We can't, we have to condemn that kind of stuff, it's a disgrace, and we hope they're dealt with. And, yeah, you know, I think it's it, interesting though. Shamrock Rover said that a number of Dundalk fans had reached out to them, right, over the incident, like so. You know, it just goes to show there's zero tolerance for that, sort yeah. Of and look, anybody, anybody found doing that, look, absolutely out the gate, yeah. You know, lifetime ban, hopefully. Yes, okay, and we did see that. Yes, yeah, so cheers for the heads up. Um, Chris, we're just as far as the goal. So, you know, what did you, like, even in the build-up to the goal, I was just saying there was a guy, I don't, at the risk of repeating myself, you're listening online later on, you might edit this out, but there's a guy <laughs> shouting at Rhino Kane, and it was just so sweet that he was shouting at yeah. him. Rhino Kane pings the ball in, and Hayden Muller finishes, and it's, look, it's, it's well, what quids in. Yeah, it's it's good because the, the the director just cut to that close cam just just as they see the boys leaning over the fence having a go at them. Like, yeah, so yeah. it was, it was it was ideal. Yeah, look, it, it, there's something about corners that end yeah. <laughs> for us of late as well. Like it's it seems to be. I think I'd say you probably only going back a few weeks ago. We were kind of begrudgingly saying that we don't score enough from set pieces. Corners used to be something in our arsenal yeah. that Dundalk could use all the time, and and we hadn't done that in ages and. All of a sudden, for the past few games, that's been you know or, or the thing that's really put us ahead. And in particular today, I think um, yeah, goal, goal, sweet. It just it was like surely that wasn't Muller that that landed. To. <laughs> that's, that's I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I was like, no way, it couldn't be. Yeah. That's that's has to be Muller's best performance for us ever. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's funny. He played there against Finn Harps in the in the preseason. 
um, out in the right wing. And, you know, Gally, I remember us having a conversation of is his best position actually out on the right. He's found himself in the central more often. Um, but I think it's just kind of proven that, you know, maybe maybe that is better for him there. Yeah. Especially set pieces when if the ball just falls within the uh, Shamrock Rovers defender side to go the opposite direction, it makes life so much easier. Because <laughs> usually <laughs> or, it's us. Yeah, exactly. Normally, normally when you make a mistake like that, yeah, you normally look at it's done though. Yeah. They've made a mistake again. It's an easy goal for the opposition, and we're sitting here going, "Why, oh, why do we keep doing this to ourselves?" Yeah. But look, yeah. hey, it's Rovers tonight, so happy days. It is, that that, yeah, it is that all as we know. We were like we kind of half mentioned in or around the goal, the the you know Paul Doyle sending off. Then is probably the the biggest talking point of the game, really. But like you'd you'd commented in, it, it could be harsh. Donald, then you'd kind of rebuttaled on the debate <laughs> that it was probably stupid. But or, even if you look at the first yellow card. You know, are, are, are Rovers players more looking for it? You know, he, he's crazy anyway to do it, regardless of the first yellow card. He, he's crazy to go and do it. It probably is harsh overall, but like even even uh, Adrian and Flano had said on the podcast, you could you are on the LMFM on the League of Ireland, you could see that the referee debated when he realized who the yellow went for. He had no choice, he kind of ha- almost debated not giving it to him because he, he just said, He kind of thought as if I just gave you a yellow card a minute ago. But he had no real choice, did he? You kind of gave him, you give the referee nowhere to go with stuff like that. That's the Chris. Oh, Grant. <laughs> um, we go with I harsh first and then turn to stupid then after, are we? <laughs> so I'll go harsh first. Uh, yeah, um, that note. Um, yeah, I think I, I think the first tackle, I think he was laid in on it. I can, I can see why a yellow was given. Um, but then straight after that, there was a player in on one of our defenders was it i think it was, I think it was yeah. johnny kenny yeah, yeah johnny kenny and it was equally as bad yeah as doyle's yellow card and got away with absolutely nothing at all just a quick oh don't do that again yeah now as flano said to me after the match there surely when it came to the second yellow card for doyle you kind of turn around to him and you say hey you're on a tight rope already don't like that's just a pullback but if you do anything stupid again, I'm going to send you off and you're giving me a day. Like, how many times have we talked about referees here and, you know, don't give them an opportunity yeah. to send you off or to make a stupid decision because they'll do it. And I just thought, it from Doyle's point of view, he'd be annoyed that he allowed the referee yeah. to make that decision. But I just thought it was it was a nothing in it. Even, even where it was on the pitch, it's in the middle of the park. It's not like, you know, there's a goal-scoring opportunity or something. You turn around, yeah. you talk to the player and say, I don't want to send you off, but if you're going to do something stupid like that again, I'm going to send you off. And yeah. if you can say that, I've given you adequate warning. And then he goes and he books Shepard later on for the wind blowing the ball off the marker, <laughs> the, the vertical again. For all the time-wasting Shep done tonight, yeah. that was what he got booked for. He actually done one of the best pieces of time-wasting. I think, I don't know, it was Andy Boyle threw the ball to him and he let it go between his hands to bounce off his boot. So yeah. we bounce away. I think that is incredible. Whatever goalkeeping coaching, I don't know if uh, if they are what's doing it for him, but there was yeah. that is just a, like it's a little piece of just that wee insight to what looking lads, let's waste as much time as we can. But yeah, you're right. I think the pulling back of the jersey, like if it, if he pulls the jersey back to first defense, he probably doesn't even get booked. But no. he really gives the like you, you just can't step out of line, especially in that kind of game. You know, I know it's the middle of the park, he's miles away, he probably shouldn't even do it, but it's just really frustrating to kind of because then you're kind of thinking, right, heads down, lads, this is going to be an absolute, this could be a whitewash. We're just right. going to have to try and hang in here. And it just gives the lads an uphill battle, considering, like Donald mentioned, the lineup that we had as well, we're missing Louis and Pat Huben, which is a bit of a surprise, you know, 
missing. We didn't know if he'd been left out with injuries or he's got the yeah, European so he, game in mind. Skip, Skip said that he, he had taken a slight strain yeah. from Thursday night and right. rather than risk him for this and not have him available for the two legs, they said they were going to just, just going to leave him out. So it ended up being a masterstroke. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was yeah. I think like we mentioned last week. We didn't. We kind of thought the same lineup would start, and then there was a load of changes. Lou, um, Alfie Lewis came back, and we were kind of thinking, oh, this could be just maybe one eye next week. Maybe he's just written it off. But I mean, it turned out to be absolutely brilliant. These lads were absolutely immense. You know, like to get even to get into half time, you know, like Rovers had a couple of chances. Like don't let already mention Johnny Kenny will kick oh, him. Don't sitting there waiting to have a go at the referee. Would you let him? Will yeah. you? Go on. We'll take sorry. I'll, we'll no, edit this. No. We'll take the stupid side. I think it. we can go for a coffee or something yeah. here, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, put your feet up for a minute. No. So the one thing I was thinking was if he had two things. The first yellow that he got, I thought if that happened in front of the Rovers dugout, he was going to get sent off. Yeah, they would have gone absolutely yeah. mental. Oh, but yeah. it looked from from where I was looking at it, it looked like a bad challenge. Now. Johnny Kenny's looked like a bad challenge. Johannes had one two minutes after that that looked like yeah. a bad challenge and he got yeah. away with it as well. I totally get that, like, the way the yellow cards were going, the, the pull on the jersey isn't anywhere near as bad as those. But that is always, always a yellow card. And I, it's like a, a recent thing in football where, like, if you do, if you, like, really obviously pull someone back mm. just as they're about to counterattack, you're going to get carded. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can think is that maybe the referee was like, the Rovers are are obviously about to hit a long ball because they've done it with every single every single time they've gotten oh, the ball they've and launched it forward. So he might have thought this is a goal scoring opportunity because they have the ball at their feet and all they're going to do is just belt it forward. So this is mm. a dangerous situation. And uh, I like I like that theory. I like that theory on that little dig all at the same time. That's yeah, well, that, need, you, that's cl- what I'm on. We need to clip that. The double hang special. a two for one. A two for one special. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you get with one side and then you catch yeah. on the other side on the way yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. You but get that, the, like, yeah. the the thing the thing the reason I was saying that it was stupid was like it's just you're on the yellow, you're on the edge yeah. of the rover's D. There's absolutely no point doing that. No. And the referee obviously did look at him and was like, oh, I have to give him the yellow because I've started the process now and it's mm. gonna look silly if I don't do it. But I it, it's just we I think we had this conversation if Jesus, it might have been the last time every I was week. on a better right. <laughs> no, that's yeah, probably every time I'm on, I have the exact same conversation. Don't give the referees a reason to give you a yellow card. Yeah. It's just yeah. like I there's sometimes where you're like you're you're actually you're asking the dog players to foul someone. Like because there's a, there was a it was a brilliant situation in the first half where you're like screaming at Afi Lewis to, to foul Graham Burke. Mm-hmm. But I think he got away from him and slid a ball in for Johnny Kenny and whatever. But there's certain scenarios where you're like, okay, look, he can take a yellow card there. But that just, that yeah. wasn't one of them. And I get that in the context of where the yellow cards are coming from and what they're being given for, it does seem a bit harsh to book him for that and not book the other ones. But just let it go or try and be cuter about how you're tackling them or something. I don't know. It's just, yeah, just stupid if you ask me. Nobody asked me. I just told everybody. <laughs> We did. I did ask you, and then I forgot to go. To you did. Look, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. And look, even, even look, I, you know, there's a lot of. We, I think we mentioned almost on every podcast the halftime team talk must be really interesting. It's, it probably changes from week to week up in Oriel Park because they seem to have so many lackluster and inconsistent. But we come out in the second half, and you know, we were, obviously everybody's expecting this onslaught from Robos, and they didn't disappoint. I mean, look, I know, and I, I probably. 
I probably gave him too much credit in the opening of the show and Donald was, was straight on to me saying they weren't that great. But with the talent that they had, you're obviously, and even if you look at our bench, you were expecting, right, th- these boys, like, we're going to go six at the back here. Like, you know, we only got nine outfield players. But even for, even when our luck, we seem to get that little bit of luck that we haven't got all season. Like, Darryl Lee, he's clearance. You, you nearly forget that, the header off the line. And that was unbelievable. These little yeah. bits that just seem to fall for us. All the little bounces off Rovers players between us and, like, Sher- or, um, Slogan had a couple, but they seemed to go for the dark feet. It seemed to go to our feet and not theirs. And it always seemed to be building. Obviously, you got that nervousness as the time went on. But, you know, it, it always seemed to be that... I don't want to be. I don't want to sound cliche, but it looked like Rovers were never going to score. Does that make sense? Even though they had that that so much onslaught on us, it never seemed to break for them. Well, I don't think said it was long ball. Like, yeah, it was. It was a lot. It was pretty much just long ball all the time, and and they were hoping for like we would make a mistake somewhere and give the opportunity. I think that's what they were waiting for. And I think you know at the end, Stephen Bradley said they had twenty one shots, and he said with twenty one shots they would expect to have won that match. Second. You know? He didn't say 21 shots. He didn't say how many on target. Or he didn't say no. how many were straight at the goalkeeper. Like, that's exactly. a stupid but this is the thing. Yes, yeah, but this is the thing. And 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 that's and that's, and that's that's exactly what I said to Adrian Taff after. I said, that's what sometimes statistics can skew. Like, 21 yeah. shots doesn't guarantee you a win. Because where are those shots? How many are on target, like you mentioned? Yeah. Like, that's, you know... Yeah. I, think, I think the other thing is that at halftime... And right, right, because we had scored, and then the sending off happened after. I think it's for Stephen O'Donnell, the way to play that match is do not allow them to score, and that's it. All other game plans is out the door. Don't worry about formation. Don't worry about ending. It's that is just the only goal of that game is to not allow them to score because no one wants this to go to extra time ahead of yeah. more games during the week. Penalties in after bad enough having to play, you know, ten men running around doing extra stuff there tonight. So I think it was about really managing that game was what Stephen O'Donnell had to do tonight. And you've seen Eddie. I think it's probably one of the best managed games from hmm. a managerial point of view tonight. He was yelling at lads to hit the ground when they need to hit the ground. You know, the 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 quick release balls seem to be disappeared in the second half completely, and then. When needed to, another ball would just fire out of nowhere. <laughs> just <the laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have to mention. I get another mention of there because some of the balls get or Castleton Bell's football. So I'll have to mention one of them and that definitely just hanging it on there, throwing the ball into the shed, into the into the train tracks. Yeah, but yeah, it, and, that yeah, it all fell into place, didn't it? Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Towards I think for Stephen Bradley, then he was kind of caught on. Well, I'm after having what four bad results, really. On the back of this, I need to have a good performance. I need to score a goal. I need to get through to the next round, and I need to protect players for Thursday. So he was coming a multitude of things coming into that game. I think that's what happened in the end. Like I couldn't work out of shape. I couldn't do anything. It just seemed like, like Johnny Kenny, like looks the shadow of the player that he once was, and Graham Burke just kind of like wanted to sing the team tune, write the team tune, he wanted to do everything. Yeah, you know, and it just he, when he ran out of things to do and he got frustrated, so did Sean Rovers. Yeah, do you think it was a case of frustration across that whole team then? Yeah, do you, do you, you kind of got the impression, even with the subs that Rovers made, they just maybe they well, not maybe they probably did just assume it, it'll break for us eventually. Yeah. You know, we're going, we're going to get a goal oh, here. It was eventually. just weight of numbers, it was weight yeah. of numbers, and just eventually something's going to toll here. Yeah, 
they, if only they had, uh, if they had like you know, uh, an, an amazing central midfielder that they left on the bench and brought on to play on the right wing, if only they could have brought him on earlier because he's great at creating chances and yeah. you know, scoring goals and stuff. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he, uh, he used to be really good. Um, yeah. I think another, they, another they, former defender who had an absolute torrid of a game today was Sean Hoare. My good God, he'll never want to play beside the shed again. Yeah. I, Everything I, I wanna, went out. Everything. Yeah. I, I, I don't like to... I, I, like, you you guys know me. Anybody that listens to this will know I don't like to give any of their players any props. But I will <laughs> say that I'm a big fan of Sean Hoare tying his shoelaces instead of going off. Yeah. He had his number up. Yeah. And, the, and, 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 and Mickey Duffy had called his name out like everyone in the stadium knew Sean Horse going off and he stayed yeah. tied in his boots to make yeah. sure he didn't trip up on the way off <laughs> to, add, to put like the last nail in the embarrassing coffin that he had tonight but that was so like it's, somebody had put up about how it, they were playing four centre-backs like Sean Horse yeah. was playing on the, the right-hand side <laughs> because they have to protect old man Finn for Thursday night um, so like they they are their squad is really really great, but they are struggling with with injuries in certain places, and mm. their goalkeeper being six hundred years old, uh, with, with a dodgy play, yeah, and their main play <laughs> playmaking centre back hardly able to breathe because shorts are up so high. Like they've they have some problems with some of their players, but like we had to like we were we have a, a much smaller squad than them, yeah. and we had to manage without our best player and. Play, like played Thursday night. Uh, did, did they have a European game? <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, they didn't show up though, so just, it was easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took the week off, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh, too much fun with this. But they, they, we had to, we had to change from the formation that worked against them in Oriel and was working for half an hour today to play yeah. four at the back, which meant we had to play like Archie Davis was playing like sort of a right winger, sort of yeah. wing back, depending on whether we had the ball or not. Like the the way that we were able to adapt and the way the coaching team were able to get the players to adapt to it was absolutely fantastic tonight. And the um I think it's it's one of those things where like he he gets um he gets abuse from parts of the fan base when things go wrong. Yeah. But he absolutely deserves all the credit in the world for how do, how they were set up and then how he got how he got them to rearrange mm-hmm. and keep their shape and also the the thing that drives you absolutely bananas when you go down to ten men is that you take your centre forward off and he left John Martin up there because well he was having a cracker let's face it yeah uh, because Pico Lopez is their most dangerous player because he just kept chipping the ball over the top so he has to have someone to challenge him yeah so like it was just like yeah he did he had a really really good match like everybody had a good match too. Um, apart from you know all of the Rovers players, everybody right. Manager. That's the famous yeah, Mark Howland leaving a comment there. I wonder could Mark Howland get us on the next big stadium on the t- televisions? I, that <laughs> yeah, Mark, but, I have to say that video was yeah, excellent, incredible. Mark. Excellent. Like in, I thought it was fake. I thought somebody's obviously done, done this. It was absolute. I watched it forty-seven thousand times. It was incredible. If anybody hasn't we seen it, to, get on to Mark Howland's Twitter page. It was on Instagram as well. A Twitter page, unbelievable. <laughs> We have to open for Muse at some point. Yes. Get the podcast we'll on just get, we'll just get you. We'll just get you cutting into Rovers and then just Chris oh. coming on. Any day of the week. I'll do a full European tour of that. That'd be great. I'll never run out of material. 
on Sean Hoare shitting himself over by the shed side. I love it. There's a half an hour in that. I love him. <laughs> Chris, we were on we were on last week. We were kind of talking about. I think we'd mentioned the likes of players that come in on loan and you know not having a crack in start of the season. But as many of the comments said tonight, you had the likes of Hayden Muller. Mm-hmm. Illy Coco had a, had a good set, had a good first half. I know he kind of went a little bit in the second half, but a good first half. You know, Robbie McCourt, like Robbie McCourt, an outstanding game. Like I know every, I know we're we've rose tinted last night, but I was even, I thought I might be even over egging it by saying it. But to a man, like one hundred percent, everybody, and I don't know if it was just the, they got into the game. Obviously, you know the lads from England wouldn't know the you know the rivalry or anything like that. But I mean, they definitely know it after tonight. I know we played them already, but everybody just seemed to dig in tonight, and, and you know. It's not even if we had have lost, if we had got an equaliser and got beaten, that yeah. performance in 90 minutes to a man, Robbie McCourt, Hayden Muller, yeah. absolutely outstanding. You know, like they've had good good spells in the games, but yeah, you know, on the on the money every minute of the game, they're outstanding tonight. I, I, I'm I'm just surprised all the way in the comments that no one's mentioning Dara Lee. Yeah, my good God, outstanding. What yeah, a performance playing the yeah. centre half again. Unbelievable. And he's been playing there, you know, so many times this year. He, he's he's brilliant at it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Myself, Patsy, and Flano had our three-way conversation when you disappeared off the screen last week <laughs> about Daryl Lee playing the centre half. So we'll take credit for that, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, no, super. And and like I say, like on Thursday night, we 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 actually question: Will we see after today's fixture? Will we see uh, Johannes mm-hmm. Cuco ever again? Like yeah. because his his loan is up. Would you would you keep him? <laughs> You can look him up. I mean, he's not going to vanish off the face of the earth. You will see him if you really, really wanted to. Just not ignoring him. Just in case. Just in case he's, he's put in a box somewhere and we're not allowed to see him anymore. <laughs> it goes up on it goes up on some naughty shelf or something. It's like, no, you're not allowed to see that man ever again. Look what you've done to this poor club. <laughs> so, like, but a performance like that tonight yeah. makes you think, and Gally, you're the one who said you'd probably keep him around because there's something there about him. And I oh, think yeah. tonight was one of them. And the difference being, I seen him get a couple of kicks tonight. Didn't wince about it. He didn't complain about it. Where sometimes when you get a loan lad in, they're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, they're, they're going a bit hard here. I don't, you know, I'm not feeling this game. This is, you know, mm. protecting themselves. I'm thinking about their career, their parent club rather than impressing right now because, you know, you may not be there forever. You might be here opening your options and stuff like that. So I thought that was real positive from, from him tonight. Another good performance done himself absolutely you know no problems there um, and making skip make a decision possibly down the line of do i ask for an extension there for this man because yeah. he's probably registered anyway for a european yeah. competition so. and, and even and even interest as well on like if you look at the flip side of that you've Conor Malley on the bench so if, yeah. you know we kind of assumed he just start because he's been in skip's plan all season but it was interesting even to see albeit be as paul doyle went and mocked that up by getting sent off <laughs> But you know, you know, it, it's interesting to see just without him. You know, just to, that little, the, you know, of Lewis, Illy, Coco, and even when when Slavik came on as well. So you, at least you know you have those options. But you know, I, look, we're hoping it's just not a one-off and it's just not the occasion. But I mean, you know, we said last week, you're right, Illy, Coco. I think there is something there that would you wouldn't debate. You wouldn't unless you got somebody else in the pipeline. I don't really see a reason why you wouldn't try and keep him, whether he wants it or not. Yeah, you've got a chance of European football, hopefully. You know, but mm-hmm. um, you're right, I think from his parent club point of view, like what's yeah. There's no harm in him staying here because if he's not in their immediate plans, yeah, then you definitely you definitely do um you definitely do keep that that Lee header actually because Burke I think was right in front of him, or was it Johnny Kenny? And I thought, oh, if, if you try to take a touch here, they're gonna nip this off your yeah. your foot and they're, they're right in the center of goal. But it was a lovely little deft head 
back to uh, back to Shep, and it was it was, it was an excellent. But no, I thought Lee was outstanding tonight. Really was outstanding. And even Brownlee when he came in, you know, he he looks. It was what I was worried. I'm not going to leave. Yeah, it was worried when the change at the half. I was like, yeah. oh no. And like it looked looked a real yeah, and I know I know he's only got a couple of minutes and yeah, you know, I didn't actually even think he played as recent as June. I think June fourth, maybe last game of the season over there with in Scott. I'm not I didn't really think he played as early really as that. But he's um I look he looks look, I know we've only seen maybe seven or eight minutes, but when he when he did come on, I was like, Oh, it's changing the centre half. You know, Jesus, what are we doing here? But you know, it's look he looks he looks assured more than common. Obviously, Skip has a lot of faith in him bringing him in. Um, but I don't, you know, we almost forgot about him when we spoke in the lineup last week. Who would play? We actually completely overlooked the fact that he's a possibility. Um, you know, whether or not he would have started fit enough, maybe not keeping him for later. But yeah, look, look again, we've got those options then to kind of, you know, if we're struggling, it's, it's nice to get them all a game, especially in that type, type, type of match where it's tight and against the, the those lot, I suppose, the best way of putting it down, is it? That lot, yeah, uh, no, we can call them what they are tonight, fucking shams, but um. <laughs> He, uh, I think everybody had that thing of when he, when he, you were bringing on your a new centre back, uh, to make his debut with a couple minutes left in the cup match. Yeah. You're down to ten men and one nil up. Like this could be, this could be the makings of an absolutely horrendous <laughs> uh, debut. But uh, there was one in it. Like he, he, he took it down, and I think he, it was either Johnny Kenny or, or Burke that he turned, and just calmly came out of the box with the ball. And, like, yeah, that's right. And, passed it out like he, he was he fantastic. I thought you were going to say we've only seen seven or eight minutes of him but I'm already putting money on for the Ballon d'Or for next year because that's <laughs> you know that's how good he was um, but you know I, I I'll get in on that if you if if we want to do like a a, a podcast uh buster thing of we'll all put money in and we'll all stick it on him for Ballon d'Or and then you stiff me out of the money at the end when we win Oh, it's a nice day. Nice day oh, well, I'm just going to get this wheel sorted here. Hold on, bring up this wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it was something I. I um, Nobody's safe. The lad hasn't even gone to your global tires in ages. He's that scared of wheels. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I, as the game, I, I don't know what minute it was. It's just something that came to me just as we were talking. One of these were uh, spoofing. I don't know what you were saying. But there, there, was a t- there was an incident in the, in the second half. I think Boyle on the young guy. I can't remember his name. Is it? Uh, is he or. The guy, the young guy to come on for, for Shamrock Rovers laid on. There was a bit of a, a tackle on him into the back, and there was a penalty shout for him. Now, for me, it looks like no, I don't care now because the game's over. But it, it, it did look like on any other day, it looked like it might have been a penalty. I think did we get off at one day, or is it just it's just a it looked like kind of Boyle just kind of stepped into the back when he kind of you know, I know he made a meal of it, but it definitely looked like it, it could have been a penalty. I think Flano said the same. It did look like he went through. Yeah. I had the same same reaction of like that was a bit of a risk now um i think it was uh because i think boiler then like chased the ball out and like was chasing down the rebound that he was trying to block a shot at the edge of the box and stuff so it was like he was he absolutely he must have been absolutely knackered for the effort that he had put in and the work that he'd done but i was a little bit worried about that one when he did it um because i thought it could have been but thankfully these <laughs> we have League of Ireland referees. <laughs> some, sometimes they see penalties and give them, and sometimes they don't see penalties and don't give them. Whatever, we're all right. We're good. We got away, we got with, away it. with it. We'll take we'll it. it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's you know, if, if we get uh, look, we get all the different stuff in the game. I'm just thinking. I uh, just see that there's a, a, a notification before with the draw that's on on Tuesday. 
if we avoided maybe a, a, a top team, you know, then again, we probably are the top team left, let's be honest. But if we yeah. avoided, you know, if we got a bit of a run here and we got a bit of a run in Europe, you know, would there be a kind of a, would they, would they stack something over the other? Would they be looking at, Maybe look if maybe if we can't get into a league title run, do we kind of go with the cup and drink into Europe, or do we go for kind of the, the payers? Now, look, I'm not saying that's Iceland's going to be a tough old trip next, uh, you know, next couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. is it something that they'd be looking at now? Maybe in their own minds, maybe at the back, and I mean, maybe thinking they might have got beat today, but now that they're in, is it something they're going to be looking at now for the next couple of weeks? I think no one skipped though, he, he won't prioritize anything over another, he'll, he'll always take just you know, it's the cliche next game. Is, is the next one for him and, and and the more competitions he's in the better it is because i'm sure he's you know clamoring to the board looking for more players and the more competitions he's in the better you know that that argument gets for him i suppose is, is the other side of it but i think i think it's one of those things where momentum probably plays the bigger part so if if we're winning and we're getting through true rounds yeah. then you know you just want that to keep going it doesn't matter what competition it is you just want it to keep going um, and then at the same time, we'd like to see possibly, you know, if, if we can put in a performance like that, like a performance like that tonight, I think is good enough to get a result in Iceland, something to bring back home. Definitely yes, is. Yes, Chris. Nail that one in. And, <laughs> and um, I, th- I think then it's, it, it, you know, if, if that's the case, then you're going to go and well, then you want that sort of level of performance then for. Damien Duff Shelburne coming then the week after. Hmm. That's that's what we call them now, isn't it? Pulse <laughs> I don't even think we've had the Shelburne. Shelburne. I don't even <laughs> yeah. think we have had the Shelburne fit in. I think it's just Damien yeah. Duff. Yeah, I thought it was Hull City, Damien Duff, Shelburne, FC. <laughs> Hull Hullborn. <laughs> but and in fairness, uh he's he has to just pick whatever team Hull tell him to pick. That's like he's not that's even true. the manager anymore. Just Whoever they've given him to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put those lads out there. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I know it's not true. What am I talking about? But if we got a good result over on Thursday, Mm. I think that'll lead into a good result, possibly then on next Sunday. I think there's a a case of like, if, if, again, if that had been somebody else in the cup today, if it had been a first division team or, or lower league team or whatever, I don't know how many extra changes he would have actually made because you want to make sure you win that game. Like he, I think if anybody was possibly 50, 50 for today, like if Pat was 50, 50 for today, you'd leave them out because you have two massive games coming. But I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I'd assume, you know, he wanted to give, um, Arthur Lewis a start. He wanted to give Paul Doyle a start. Like the players that he brought in, as he said himself, like they all deserve the game time. Like they all deserve mm. to get starting games. It's just um the good thing, I guess, is like we obviously we were talking about the squad area. The squad isn't as big as Rovers is, but we were able to change a good few players today. Yeah. I think and, yeah, I think that not, was the shocking bit, yeah. And now yeah, and the level didn't didn't drop. Like those we were obviously you'd be concerned about where the goals are coming from, but like the attitude and everything didn't drop, so like he must be, Skip must be absolutely delighted to have mm. gone that level of application from players that haven't been starting every week to come on and like run themselves into the ground or get sent off after half an hour. Like he, I'm probably not delighted with that bit, but you know, like you would have been looking at the performances and been like, yeah, all these lads have put in the shift in, all of them deserve 
an opportunity at getting a start in one of the European games. It's just he has the tough bit now of being like, well, you know, I have to go back to who what I think is the best eleven, and some of these players might not start. But he's like, yeah, he must be delighted with with what he got from the from the squad. Um, I sp- like especially today, but like it's been a tough couple of weeks for them with traveling and the heat and the the level of uh, opponents even playing. So he must be just delighted with them. I see. Um, I see Jason Crawley mentioned that Chris Shields um, was there. Chris Shields is in the stand beside us, in amongst the uh, the dog players. He needs to. Um, he needs to have a sit down with Alfie Lewis and tell teach Alfie Lewis the art of diving. Because Chris used to be the absolute best at getting the free kicks for next to nothing. But that's because he just break. And grab the ball at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's if he has to teach him how to do it because you don't want to give away a free kick for hand for handling it. You have to. Yeah. It has to. You know, it has to be an It's an art that he uh, he needs to teach um, Alfie because he got caught a couple of times and you're just like, go down and you get a free kick. Just go down. And so Chris has to. If uh, <laughs> Chris is listening, if, you, if you're watching, Chris. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Friend of the show and all, you know, go and uh, have a sit down with, uh, with Alfie. I, I've seen I, the, the there's obviously look on, on Twitter before the show, and I think there's there's that consensus that people have like there's been some massive wins, you know, in just in general, you know, over Shamrock Rovers. I look at some heavy defeats and blah blah blah. We won't get into that crack, especially with Donald on, but you know, it, it's got to be, you know. And I always say you have to mind yourself when you're on this podcast because it's straight after the match. It's kind of like you know, well, it's 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 uncensored. It's live. You, you can you can later clearly tell we don't edit this at all. Nope. But you know, you're coming straight from the game. It's 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 got to be up there one of the biggest wins. I know it's you look at it in the face and say, "Ah, well, it's an FA Cup. It's it's a one nil." It's but I think just with everything that's going on over this season and the injuries we've had, like even you look at the players coming to congratulate the boys, the injuries, the boys off John Mountney, Robbie Benson, Pat Hoban. Like it's an incredible. They're all missing from the eleven. Never mind the squad. Hmm. You know, it's it's a massive task. And like with the change tonight, like Donald just mentioned, it's got to be right up there with some of the biggest wins that we've had over Rovers in in the last probably decade, hasn't it? Yeah, it probably is. Well, like obviously the the two 0 win was probably our best performance in the yeah. league only a few weeks ago. But it, you know, you're talking about the players that were unavailable to us. Like Keith Ward is hobbling across in his moon boot. Do the big. <laughs> Sarcastic wave at all the Shamrock Rovers fans after the match on his way off. I thought that was that was a particular highlight for myself tonight. I was fair play, Wardy. Not even playing, just winding up the opposition. <laughs> you know, as only Wardy could. But yeah, no, it's it, it's probably one of them that if if you you know if you take all the elements of the two Shamrock Rovers games recently in Oriel Park, that's that's the level we want this team to get to, um, mm. and and they can reach it clearly. And and they can be disciplined now is I think is the new thing we're starting to see. I think at the start of the year it was erratic performances, clumsy performances at times, and you you'd expect maybe more from individuals. Towards now, I think you've you're starting to see people who have, have dialed into exactly what Skip wants and and whether that's with the ball, without the ball, you know, ten men, nine men, whatever whatever we go up against these days and what we have. You just you know, know. You never know. You, know, you never know, but you know, there seems to be a plan B, C, D now nearly at this stage, and that's mm. that's making a big difference. And like you mentioned, if if only all the other personnel came back, you would you would say like plan A is is 
is is our number one plan is really good all the time and that's what everybody available plan b is okay you know depending on personnel that could easily work cd is probably even harder but if you don't have those personnel available it's it's next to impossible to to implement those and hmm. we, we 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 lamented in you know in the last show of how inconsistent our back four had been over the past while and you know is it any you know is we probably shouldn't be so surprised when we start to see a far more although today would be the exception rather than the rule that when we see this far more settled team we start seeing improvement in performances yeah and that's not just as in results as in performances on the pitch i think individuals are, are starting to look a whole lot better now as well I'm done. Good night. <laughs> I think, yeah, and you're right. And just on that, one, I, I, I see people commenting, and I don't want to leave it too late just in case people are really hungry and they want to try and get it in tonight. And all. Oh right. yeah, go, go do it. Well, we'll go with our man of the match. Obviously, you have a man of the match. I don't think we done. Did we do one last week, Chris? I can't even remember. I think it was that on Thursday night. We didn't because no, it we was didn't because way too late to even talk yeah, about food. Nobody wanted food at that time, really. Like. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to jump in straight out the gate. I'm going to set the ball rolling. I'm going to leave Donald to last. He's our special guest tonight. And he's going to, we're going to go last and see who we get off. <laughs> so I, I come on thinking, I, 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 there's three or four. I mean, Muller, Robbie McCourt were excellent. And Chris, you'd mentioned obviously Darryl Lee. But for me, I don't really think there's anything as solid. And even I think even John Flannel mentioned that the pace might be gone on Andy Boyle, but the head and the, the reading of the game, and that's what we've always hoped for this season, has been top class. And, I just thought he, he rolled back the years, especially especially reading the ball. Like John, Johnny Kenny isn't slow. You know he's quick across no. the ground. I know players have got all. We're giving know, them time though. Yeah, and you have Graham Burke as well and stuff like that. Because you make a mistake. But it's you know Boyle was absolutely outstanding tonight. He's even given away a penalty that wasn't a penalty, and the referee didn't even see it. It's great. So for me, yeah, man of the match all day long. Mark Carlin, San Siro genius. He's going for uh, Andy Boyle as well. So Chris, we we'll go to you. Yeah, look, it, it's it, you're probably looking um, towards the defence again today. Just been such yeah. a, a standout performance. I thought Shepard was back to his best. Is is one way of putting it. Um, his collection under the high ball, exceptional. His time killing, exceptional tonight as well. And for that touch that when you know off the pinging off the top to kill another couple of seconds, that was that was brilliant. Muller, best performance in a Dundalk jersey without a doubt. Um, look really good and I like I like Lee as well but I think Lee played so well because of Boiler beside him today um, you know so yeah I'm, he's got the heart of a lion and the arse of a rhinoceros so yeah I'm with <laughs> Andy Boyle for me I think I think you should get your own pizza for that comment I think that should be the the outcome oh. of, of this We've had some one-liners on this pod, these podcasts. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Heinz. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I think we've probably name-checked everybody. Um, Archie Davis was great again. Um, it's kind of just uh, the performance. His performance level has just has has leveled off at being really good. That you kind of just take for granted. The amount of work that he does, the amount of energy he has, the run he does, all that stuff. Um, I thought he was really good, but keeper would have been a good shape. But yeah, like I get, I get Hayden Muller getting it. Um, the sponsors, man of the match, and stuff that um, he had a great game and got the the winning goal and all that. But uh, Andy Boyle is the to me the man of the match. 
Um, and it's the kind of performance that you're like, that's like, that's what you expect. That's mm. what we, what we think Andy Boyle is. That's the performance that we got today. It's like, that's a typical Andy Boyle performance. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was absolutely fantastic. Like he, there's a couple of times where you think he's in trouble and he's not, he gets, in, he gets out of trouble. He's, um, yeah, I just, he was, he was excellent. I thought, so I'll say Andy Boyle, uh, Man the match. Uh, uh, good shout for um for uh what's his name? Hor as well. That would have been funny. Could we just send the pizza to to Sean Hor to cheer? Oh no, we're talking. If he if he if he had to stay on the pitch for the full match, he would have had to give it to him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and no yeah, toppings yeah, yeah. on it. No toppings on the pizza. Just the base. And just <laughs> when when the guy if a guy does delivering it to the door to just put it on the ground and tie his shoelaces and wait a couple of seconds before actually delivering the pizza. To him, <laughs> just just, just when he put his hands out. Just put it on the ground like it, like yeah, the multi balls yeah, that we had today. Yeah, just goes yeah. to take it for another ball that comes in. Turn, turn your back to him, tie your laces, and then come off whenever you feel like it. <laughs> and then go, oh wait, sorry, this isn't your one. Then just take the pizza away. Yeah. <laughs> so we've a clean sweep, lads. Clean sweep for Andy Boyle. I think there's been plenty in it for the, for tonight, but I think even going by the comments, there's one or two mentions of of, of I think maybe Leahy Muller, but. I think we're going to go with by by the process of eliminating. Unfortunately, Mark Howard for all the work you've done, I don't know where in the world you are tonight. So you you we can't send sure you. He's in Italy, no? Is is he still in Italy though? The San Siro sure thing was done a couple of days ago, so I don't know when it was done. So he's, he's close to Italy. Hopefully he's not in Greece because there's terrible stuff going on over there at the minute. But Gavin Moore will give you the pizza tonight. Andy Boyle, fantastic performance, reading of the game, brilliant man of the match. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Gavin. So look, contact Tony Spitzer. We let him know that you've won the pizza for tonight, and best luck with it. Lads, to be fair, I think if Mark was in Italy, he could be fed up a pizza anyway. That's so. it. Pizza, it'd just been pasta pizzas, so he's gone on yeah. salads. But yeah. I think I like Jason, Jason Crawley's comment there, by the way. Yeah, right. that was the next bit. I'm just going to see anything we do. Anything we do with anybody struggling to put it up on this podcast. If you mention Stewie Bourne, it'll go on. It'll go on the screen. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I could do a full. I think I could do a full podcast. That's the other half an hour. Comment. Of, yeah. of, and again, this I know we've done this earlier on. If you guys want to go and have a nap. <laughs> go do a bit of housework, whatever. You can come back, and I'll still be having a a, a rant about this. About I'll go and think about my okay. Andy Boyle comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so this is this actually has been driving me nuts. Yeah, um, thing it seems to be a topic much. that's spilling over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so this thing, right? I still think they're going to win the league, right? And yeah. they're going to have won it. Was it three and a half times? Uh, so. There is the argument of being like they 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 haven't been pushed, um, as hard as they could have been. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing I would say is, <laughs> we got to a group stage of the Europa League and took points from massive teams in Europe and played brilliant football against massive teams in Europe. It, I don't remember there being a thing of, if only somebody was pushing them more. Mm-hmm. Like I know Cork were our rivals at the time, mm-hmm. but we were winning the league as consistently as Rovers are winning the league. And they I don't think the argument was like, imagine how good they'd be if they were playing against teams as good as them every week. Because it's not realistic. I don't know mm-hmm. what this idea that like if they were challenged more, they'd be able to get to what into the Europa League. They wouldn't. Like, it's a, the argument that people make about Paris Saint-Germain. It's the argument people make about Celtic and Rangers. It's all like it's all just ah, oh, it's just it's so silly. And 
they need to be winning the league at a canter every year for this to be a, a case. And it's mm. not. They need to be winning the double every year for this to be a case. And they don't. Yeah. They played. I, I, know, I, I, do, I do say this, you know, with the greatest of respect because they have won the league a couple of times. They play absolutely rubbish football. Yeah. Like they, they, we were leaving the middle of the field completely empty against a team that are supposed to be dominating the league and going off into Europe and getting results. A half decent team has, say, if Graham Burke has awareness to do it, the middle of the field is completely open. Stop playing the ball over, work your way through the, the, where the space is. It's like their, their, their football just wasn't good. And I get the, like, statistically and all that, like they have won the league whatever many times, but they they are like they are in a pretty tough spot with the the, the age of the squad. I think I've mentioned the the, the the few couple of hundred year old players that they have that they still rely on and they yeah. still haven't replaced. No. And they they were able to win the league. When I actually by the way when I said you could go for a cup of tea I wasn't messing. Um, they have won the league based on how strong their squad has been. That they've always had yeah for the few years that they've won the league yeah. they've had enough good players to get them goals to win them games to keep them clean yeah. sheets that's like that's how they've done it and like there's nothing wrong with that but the idea that they're not being challenged and that's why they're not doing well in europe is nonsense and um, it's just nonsense i don't i don't subscribe to it at all um and i it's saw just a sheer, sheer weight of numbers isn't it in their squad but that's then. the thing like they, they they pick off the they've been able to pick off the best players in the league of Ireland for the last four or five years. They yeah. were starting to do it before the end of our period of dominance. They were starting to pick players yeah. off because they're able to pay whatever, and it's in Dublin and all that crack. Like it's not, and it's and again, I'm, I'm not in all seriousness not trying to take away anything that they've achieved because they have gotten into a group stage of of Europe and got no points. No, they got a point and score a goal, but they. They have won the league, the years that they've yeah. won the league. Like I can't, you can't take that away from them. But this idea that they're, it's Play somehow, yeah, yeah, and it's somehow everybody and else's and fault. They're leaving teams in their wake behind them throughout the league, hammering yeah. teams off the pitch like it's just non-existent, isn't it? Yeah, and like I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of weeks I did see a few people talking about Bradley being in trouble. Like Could in be. the next couple of weeks, if look, if he's put out of Europe. The, the dog's saying it too. But um, if yeah, if, they're, if they go out of Europe in the next round, <laughs> if they go out of Europe in the next round, then even if they if they do win the league, which the problem is like the consistency of the teams beneath them, and I know that that's what the argument is of like that's why they're not being pushed and that's why and it's our fault. But they have to expect more, like they have to expect a couple of doubles at the very least, and. Yeah. Peter Collins gets very serious. I just, I can't That is true. Um, but Get yeah, another, I, pizza out. another pizza out. We've just got the comment I, of the night. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. I, I understand it, but I don't agree with it. And um, even just like, do, sorry, but the other thing that annoys me too is when people say, sorry, what time is this going to be over? At? When people say like, oh, they're not being challenged enough, but Drada have beaten them and we've beaten them. And it's like, that's, every team loses games like that's not that i don't think that's the and a valid argument because then people will come back and say oh they've won the league so 
everyone loses games, yada, yada, yada. I think the the level of football that they're playing is nowhere near the level of football that yeah. they can look at everyone else and be like, no one's at our level because... Yeah, people are, are almost getting level. blinded by like the facilities of the pitch and you know the, the what the you know the names of the players, but like you know, you're right, they're not they're not wiping the floor with teams like like even with like Kenny did the back of the day. That's people are blinded by what they have rather than what they're doing with it. Can just throw off Ross Cullen's comment there because um, yeah, there's a there's a balanced opinion, fair play to him. Yeah, Dundalk were not good one chance and they took it, which is I guess that's how an opposition team would look at what we did today but the football that they play is woeful like yeah it, it is so just 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 for anyone listening in um later on i suppose um uh Shamrock Rovers fan Ross Cullen just messaged in there just saying that the football Bradley plays is woeful and he was at the game today and it was sideways backwards football and um, don't know uh, we're not good but one chance and they took it and look i think that's like i say the main, the main thing to take from that is Donald's not off his head that's right. So there is there is people out there that agree with yes. <laughs> Well, the one, the one thing I actually the main if thing anybody was wrong. Is that, <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a shit. But the, the main thing is like fair play to, to Ross for watching because yeah. uh, if he's made it this far, he has had to listen to some <laughs> some some uh, unfortunate commentary. What grinds my gears with Donald Hang section? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new podcast coming next year. <laughs> But like he's he, like there, there, there's 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 a point in there though as well like because you know if you just take what what Donald's just said and talk about the budget and everything else that Shamrock Rovers has the facilities and how easy they can attract players if the football's not good now that is now starting to come, probably come down to Bradley and his team uh, yeah. you know they, they're not kicking them on to next level and that shouldn't be whether if you want to go down that route for the argument of well there's no other teams challenging them. That should be an internal thing by Bradley and everybody at Shamrock Rovers to drag them, drag League of Ireland football to a new level because that's what Stephen Kenny literally did. Like mm. they, they broke that glass ceiling of what um, a League of Ireland team looks like, down to you know analysis and the way the players looked after each other and the training methods and everything else. And you know the only way you could you do it in, and, and reach the new heights as if you if you tear up the rule book and say well if you think that level is good we're going to do even better mm. and you don't need an, an, another team pushing you for that that should be just what you want to do as as being to be the number one team and that's what you should be doing and, and like that's clearly not happening and yeah, that's, but that's, still, to, that's the, yeah that's the coaching but there's still levels that they can get to that like mm-hmm. within the domestic game that they haven't gotten to no. So this thing you, of them like being to give every cup sitting in in the trophy cabinet then to to be talking like that saying well we can't win anymore what do we do? It's like yeah. Rosenberg. Yeah. Sorry, this what? isn't the Shamrock Rovers podcast, so we should probably stop talking about them. <laughs> yep. No, but it's good to get it. So next week, tales from the East End. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rare we get comments in. You know what I mean? From you know people from other clubs. That's a level of frustration because they're probably yeah. seeing this whole season could easily implode on them right now. Yeah, and yeah. that'll be the worry. Because with 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 the budget and everything else that the Cham- the Shamrock Rovers have, they should be achieving a whole lot more. They should be running away with this league right now. I think that's that's the thing. And, and like Gaffney is is their only shining light right now, and that'll be the scary part for them. And when yeah. he went off injured, I actually thought, oh, a nice one, <laughs> you know, yeah. because you know I've seen them in Europe and everything in in the game against Derry. I don't think they've done anything in Dallas Stadium bar that one chance that Gaffney hadn't scored and won. That's it. Good night. 
Yeah. They pl- they played far better in Oriel the last time when he came on. Like they they he he gives them something. And he definitely, I think the whole place probably was delighted when he went off. Yeah. Because he is the one that you're thinking he's gonna create something. He yeah. might not score, but he just plays in it, plays in that like sort of off center forward spot on the left and just creates everything for them mm-hmm. as far as I can see. And then everything, yeah. for them to lose him. You know, well, it, you, you, it, there's an argument to say everything goes through Jack Byrne. There's an argument to be saying everything goes through Gaffney. But now with those two players unavailable, like someone else needed to have stood, needed to stand up tonight and make a name for themselves, and it was non-existent. Ferruja is a is a massive Ferugia miss. Too, sorry, yeah, a massive miss for them because you look at who they've they've been like cycling players in at right wing back, and it's like that mm-hmm. would just be his spot and whatever but again it's isn't the shamrock rovers podcast and we've just somehow managed to talk about shamrock rovers again because everybody uh everybody loves shamrock rovers and stuff so. <laughs> we're all obsessed so blame just peter collins for that so just a nice segue if, yeah we'll, we'll take peter collins ross's comments the peter collins conspiracy theory european football obviously our next game is k the mighty k of iceland and look at if anything, this year and and last year's games are to go by it's just in European football in general. Icelandic teams seem to, especially in the early doors of the of the of the draw, seem to do really well. What are we What are we going to be looking at? Are we going to be looking at? Are we going to go go back to what we played in Gibraltar, similar team if available, or are we going to stick with what we may be seeing tonight? Chris, we we'll go to you for that one because Donald's thinking, God, I just had a love it's, in the channel. It's probably. <laughs> I I think like earlier on. Earlier on, I was looking at a K just to because mm. obviously I, I knew nothing about them. And I was like, right, we'll actually have a look and see see what they're like. But they are massively inconsistent. They're sitting ninth in their league at the moment. Yeah, and um, they've only scored something like sixteen goals in fourteen games. Yet conceded twenty six. So they are absolutely struggling right now, and um, for some sort of level of consistency and. I know you could say the same with us at times this year too, um, but we probably not never have a better opportunity um, of getting through. I think it won't be the same personnel we've seen there tonight because clearly he's, you know, has kept yeah. Pat Hogan yeah. back to have him for available for Thursday. They actually play tomorrow night, so um, Stephen O'Donnell's flying out um, early tomorrow to go over and watch them and stay in there then as the rest of the club comes in then after on the charter flight so I don't know if there's oh, dodgy football, football friends Chris football friends you knew that information I, I really thought for all my years on this I probably need to come in with a little bit of tidbit <laughs> that, I, that I'm sitting behind the camera and not just be on my phone scrolling as the interviews happen so I actually paid attention tonight and look at all the shit I have lads <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's interesting. I don't know if we can, you know, have a look out for for um, any streams or something tomorrow because we might actually get a chance to see them. I think it's a seven o'clock kickoff or something like that. So it might be worth keeping an eye out for them. But from from what I see on them, I would say they don't look like they're scoring a whole lot of goals. They're I think they're second or third um, least amount of goals scored in their division. So. Let's not give them massive opportunities, really, what I'm saying. It doesn't look like they take a whole lot of them, but let's not give them a, a gift-wrapped one and leave it sitting there for them to tap in or something. Let's let's try to be as 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 you know as, as professional as we can be. In. And I think if if we came back with a nil-all draw in that game, would I be annoyed? Absolutely not. Because yeah, I, of the way we've performed of late in Oriel Park, I think we can do it. The fact we got one more game in Oriel Park, we should absolutely go for it. Yeah, and I think even now, playing your... 
you know, a couple of years ago, you know, if your first game's away, you're always thinking right away goals. And obviously, with the changes and stuff, it's not the worst thing to come back. Maybe a one nil or two one, you know. But if you can get on the score sheet, if they do, but yeah, like a nil nil draw. Obviously, the heat won't be. Hopefully, I don't know what the, the weather's like in this la- Iceland this time of year. But obviously, Gibraltar's going to be one off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's go- it's going to be like you're not going to have that issue. But you know, you'd like to think over the two legs. I, I don't want to be talking again, but teams that we don't really know a lot about. But you know, provided we're fully fit and we carry the motivation from tonight, don't I think you know. It's a lot, it is a couple of nights away, but you know, we could maybe get something out of it, even if it's if it's a draw and it's nil nil. Look at that, that's that's probably the most positive thing we can look for rather than you know, a one nil or a, a two one win for them. I, I don't know if we go over and beat them over there, but like Chris says, a nil nil you take back to Oriel Park against anybody, yeah. I mean, all, you, all you're looking for is just to still be in the tie, yeah, in the second leg. And we're like, we could say, like, oh, we don't want to lose, uh. We don't want to lose the game, obviously. You don't want to lose the game, but then you might watch the game and be like, We had dozens and dozens of chances and didn't take them, and we still lost one nil or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just it is just a case of just getting it back to Oriel. Um, yeah, and as long as we're in with a shout in Oriel, we're in, we, we've obviously done something right, you know. Like, mm-hmm. away games have always been tough, um, in Europe, so yeah. just staying in the game is all we have to do on Thursday, and then. Hopefully, have another massive night uh, in Oriel. I think that's it, though. Just, just, just stay in this tie because yeah. you don't want to go gun ho over there and then, you know, have, have have made a big mistake that you, you it's an unattainable lead to actually back come, come come back home and overturn. You just want to stay in this, be as compact as you can. You nearly, it's a weird one because you nearly don't want to give away your full game plan because even at the end of that, you're only halfway through this tie. Yeah. And, and if you if you play a certain way, like if if you take the Bruno's Magpie was like that wasn't how we were going to play. One the conditions and everything else when we played in Gibraltar. But when we got back home, even though it's still not the complete performance by by any means, but you could see elements of it that work well. Like our set pieces is certainly really working for us now and starting to turn into a threat. So I th- I think there's element to that, and I think you just skip will be quite guarded. I would say going over there. If obviously, if there's opportunities, you know, to win the game, you have to go for it, and that's the way he's always been, you know. And and sometimes we've lamented him for for that kind of saying, Jesus, could we could we not have just taken a draw here, you know? But I think that way and that method will probably work to our advantage. That he'll know how and why we need to stay in this game, and it's 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 over two legs. You don't want to you don't want to give anything away too early. You don't want to give the result away too early. Um, as in as in the tie, and and you just want to stay in it, and that's it. I would gladly take a draw and come back. Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's part, probably from away from home in the first leg. That's what everybody probably wants for. And that mm-hmm. that that Paul Casey comment there is probably absolute music to Donald Hanks's ears. That's just <laughs> that's just bookends his night of perfect podcasting for Donald Hanks. Cheers for that, Paul. <laughs> I don't. He probably doesn't. Um... Ah, uh, look, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm out. Apart from that, maybe he was just jealous of Garth's hair. Full head of hair on him. Doesn't like the, like full head of hair. Like, doesn't like the competition. Yeah. No, doesn't doesn't. I think there's a there's a particular uh, gust of wind that I'm sure he's not looking forward to. That's going to blow that bit of uh, hair that he's got stapled to the back of his head back forward, and people realise he's got like a a really slick Bobby Charlton hat. <laughs> and look. 
<laughs> I, love, I love when he, I love when he yeah. shows the send of the chaos lads. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, <laughs> Be, before I do forget, yeah, uh, I met I met a big fan of the of the show tonight. Um, Daryl O'Connor and um, Tom's wee lad come up and says, "You you on that podcast?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> Give me a shout out. I says, "Yeah, well, of course." And then and with that, no, no. Then he turned around to me and said, "Do you talk much on it?" I was like, mm, great. <laughs> At least he recognizes me. <laughs> so, you kiss me one that and takes away with the other. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't be the the blunt, brute honesty of a child. Yeah. <laughs> so so Dara, a big shout out from us all here. Uh, yes, on, Dara, it, please. please insult Chris the next time you see him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out segment, what grinds my we, we That's what we do. We do shout out. We'll get a consistent week and we get all the shout outs out and they'll all be for Donald. <laughs> but lads, look, um, we're getting, well, we're not getting on. We actually usually start at this time, but we're probably, we're an hour and 15 in now. We've, you know, Sunday night and people are probably just either in the pub. Or be- before like, before you start saying we're going to stroll the result again, is that what you're trying to say? We're, you're going to get off? No, 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 no. I, I don't, <laughs> I never going to. Oh, we'll hammer them when we get back. Yeah, that's why we don't do the predictions anymore because they've been so off over the last couple of weeks. I can't concede it to Chris and Dean anymore. <laughs> uh, but lads look um, we look forward to the next Thursday night um, I, th- I actually thought I'd miss the next podcast because I'm away but it's not on Friday morning so I will be here so nobody panic yeah. but uh, look I appreciate everybody coming on thanks to our sponsors uh, Dundalk Village uh, our tops obviously I don't have mine tonight I had the downgrade at the play office the, the, the <laughs> authentic jersey shout out to Tony's Pizzeria who originally changed our logo when we put them on the sleeve of our t-shirt yeah. uh, Player fit for designing the gear and uh, look, thanks for everybody. The comment that we've did consistent the whole night. Thanks to Ross as well. Uh, yeah. Shamrock Rovers fans are commenting in. It's nice to get comments from different, uh, different, different clubs fans and at least are agreeing with us and not, you know, giving out that we're talking absolute BS, which we do most of the time. But uh, <laughs> look, until uh, until next time in the Iceland games, uh, come on to town. <laughs>